Hello, 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 dearest listeners and fans and followers. This is a Flashback Friday episode. No longer a Throwback Thursday episode because we had some uh, real life stuff to take care of. Man, life. Yeah, you know, life just gets you in know, the way sometimes. And let me tell you, this isn't a, our full time job, so you know, of course, we have to deal with adulting and responsibilities and and moving. <laughs> Ugh, good nice. old, good old moving and the joy of it. Ugh. The good news is, in case you haven't heard, we now have a Twitter that you can follow and support us with. You can find us at the underscore p s b underscore podcast. I think if you search the plot strikes back under Twitter, you'll. S- I think so. I'm actually not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I mean, if you want to check it out and see if it does pop up or just type it out, as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, either way, give us a follow. If you are following, then you probably would have known that I tweeted out today saying that there isn't a new episode today and that there will be one tomorrow, a.k.a. today, a.k.a. Friday. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to bring a special movie which is Austin's favorite movie of all Oof. time. He requested we do this. And I said, of course, Fact. for his birthday, that was a couple of days ago. He's getting old, but not really. <laughs> it is none other than the best. You know, I guess it's considered the best movie by the one and only Quentin Tarantino. Oof. Pulp Fiction. Man. It's brought some great gifs or gifs. Great lines, great quotes, great storytelling, great acting. I mean, uh, name one bad thing, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really hard to. It's, it's, it's tough. It's just maybe certain scenes that you might not be a fan of and might throw you the wrong way. But Ooh, at the same yeah. time, if you know Quentin Tarantino, then you obviously know that. His movies are going <laughs> to. There's going to be some hard stuff to swallow. <laughs> yeah. And it might be language. It might be. You know, some obscene things that take place. Could be anything. Yeah, it really could be anything. That is very true. Because he's, uh, he's been all over the place with a lot of his movies. And he hasn't ever, ever done a space movie. Now that, now that, uh, I no, he it, did but. write. Apparently, he did write a uh, Star Trek. Like spec script or something. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. That would have been interesting to see. Maybe he'll. That would have been super interesting. Maybe he'll do one. He's got one movie left, so. Yeah. What, is he going to retire? I think he's just going to retire from writing and directing movies because, like, he's mm. already written two books. Yeah. It's going to be a bummer, though, because... It's not the same. Yeah. Because, I, I, I mean, I have them. It's, it, it's different, you know? But you think about great directors that are old and are still directing. Perfect example, Martin Scorsese. Yep. One of the best filmmakers directors of all Ever. time yeah and he's still going man the little italian dude just just plopping away movies left and right i do want to kill bill volume three though that would be that would be a nice one to end on except i feel Ooh. like the expectations could be high with that yeah it'd be tough though too it'd be a little, be a little tough we'll do those movies eventually too yes absolutely so to get into Pulp Fiction, which came out in 1994. How old were you when you started? When you actually first saw this movie? 
Um, I first saw this movie actually pretty later, like pretty late in my life. Not late in my life. I mean, I'm, it's it's. I mean, I'm not old, right? So, um, I was like 15 or 16, maybe, and then when I kind of fell out of movies um, and kind of got back into them a little bit when I was, you know, just graduated high school. Um, I kind of rewatched a lot of my old favorites that I kind of like, Oh man, I forgot about this. Or I haven't seen it in years. And I watched it again and I was just like, Holy fuck. This is the coolest movie ever made in my opinion, obviously. Yeah. I think it was probably around 2004. No, maybe 2003 when I first saw this movie, because I remember watching this first and cause a buddy of mine uh, was into uh, like AV production like in high school. Yeah. And he loved Quentin Tarantino as well. And he and another friend of mine had an apartment when <laughs> they were 18. So we played a, you know, a ton of games over there and we watched a ton of movies. Yeah. And I remember we watched uh, a slew of Quentin Tarantino movies like Jackie Brown, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, From Dust Till Dawn. Nice. Even though I know he didn't direct that movie, but he was in it with uh, uh, George Clooney. Yeah. That was a crazy. <laughs> that movie was crazy. The movie was uh, Salma Hayek's in it too. Yeah. Yeah. Salma Hayek was in it. And um, yeah, very, very interesting movie. But I love the way this movie kicks off because you, I mean, first of all, obviously it has an incredible cast, right? I mean, there's so many. You know, great actors, and one thing that we know of Quentin Tarantino is that he'll recycle actors. Yeah, you know, so you know between you know Samuel L. Jackson as an example, Uma Thurman, Tim Roth, right? Definitely Tim Roth. So in the in the beginning, when you've got Pumpkin and and Honey Bunny with Tim Roth and Amanda Plummer, yeah, and they decide to rob this restaurant this diner after an opening fantastic dialogue scene by the way yeah i may add yeah about you know why they're about to do what they're about to do and why they think it'll work um but you're kind of just tossed into this shit and you're just like all right we're getting to it and it's funny because we talked about this when we were watching it again they probably could have gotten away with it because of the era that it's that that it was in. Yeah, no cell phones. No cell phones. So even when they they had the manager at gunpoint and saying, "Tell everyone here to do this, and we'll be on our way," they literally could have just gotten out of it, except for the curveball of having two people. Yeah, just happen to go for some breakfast. None other than John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson, Vincent Vega, and Jules Winfield. Man. And I love the way Tarantino sets this up, too, right? We get this opening scene, and we don't see what happens to them until the very end of the movie. Well, yeah, it's, you know, it's a non-linear movie, so it will start and end in places that don't really make sense sometimes. Although this does make sense the way it's told. It's almost perfect the way it's told. It does. Because it's juggling, you know, three different stories. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, I remember the first time when I, I watched this and, and again, even watching it again last night and thinking, I wonder why he decided to put the scene with Bruce Willis and John Travolta, you know, right around the middle yeah. part of the movie where you see Vincent get blown away with like a, you know, a giant, silence giant Uzi. that thing is huge yeah <laughs> like the 90s man and Jeez. yeah and he just gets blown away into the bathroom and it's like well and we see him later on and it's like so we, we already know he's dead we already know he doesn't make it but it's sort of like you know he's connecting the dots and and i i, I kind of thought about it again even in 1994 people weren't really making these types of movies they weren't making non-linear movies yeah at the at that time and, and i think that's what really set tarantino apart from a lot of other people in in his profession right mm. he's not doing this you know a to b b to c c to d e to e d to e e to f blah 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 blah. he's like a to d e to l m to c he's just doing like, his he's thing. just doing his thing where he's just kind of jumping all over the place but it's like no no but you're never lost yeah. Really? Because he always adds these, you know, chapters of these titles that talk about whatever whatever it is. Yep. You know, and it's it's great, but after the the intro with Honey Bunny and and Pumpkin, we see one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. And honestly, probably one of it's, it's really iconic too. Iconic is a great word to describe that, yeah. Yeah. Like because we've got the, I remember we were watching and we were watching this, and you were like, you know, "This is a great shot." When it's when throughout Jules the entire and, two and, and a half hour movie, and Vincent are are walking down a hallway. Like, no, no, it's too early yet. We'll, we'll just keep going. And oh they yeah. Walk, they walk into this stairwell, and they're just chatting for a bit, and then they walk back, knock on the door, they go in, and you know, the, this is where we really see Samuel Jackson perform. What a. F- great scene man <laughs> like i love i love everything he said everything in, in that entire line and like and this just kind of shows tarantino's ability in writing perfect dialogue man perfect it i i, I can't say one bad thing about it like <laughs> nope <laughs> does he look like a what? <laughs> what does Marcellus Wallace look like? He's bald. Does he look like a? <laughs> oh man. Say what again? Say what again? I double dog dare you. And what? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English and what? What? And the funny thing is when he he says what and he shoots Boom, him right he shoots in the arm. Him right like yeah. He was a man of his word. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. Now say what one more damn time. Does he look like a guy trying to f- him? What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did, yes, Brad. <laughs> Poor Brett. Uh, Poor Brett. He got blown away. <laughs> he did. And you know, in the car, he doesn't see this from behind. But when the the way the camera angle is looking, you see Vincent just kind of take out his gun. He's just kind of holding it there. Yeah. He's well, just, he. He starts the his 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 closing line. Ezekiel, what is it? Oh God, why am I blanking on it? Ezekiel twenty five. Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. 
The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. He starts quoting his and famous you know, line. My name is the Lord as I lay my vengeance upon thee. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. And then bam, it's just like he knows. He's like, all right, let me ash and then let me get ready, ready to blow this man to bits smithereens and and it's great because there's an object that they were sent to find yeah a briefcase would you say that briefcase is a macguffin 100 because yeah. it's there's an, something that's important in it right it, we've got the glow that there's comes a bunch from of, it that has a bunch of theories about it what do you th- okay so let's talk about those theories what do you, what did you think it is or what do you still think it is well i think the most the most, I guess, famous is the word I want to use, but the most well-known um, one is that is the diamonds from Reservoir Dogs um, from his first movie. Interesting. Yeah. But then it's like it contains the soul of like Marcellus Wallace and like all this <laughs> other epic cool I'm just like, the diamonds is the one I want to go with just because it's the coolest. And it's just... You know, it's linear, you know? Yeah, I wonder... Because QT, he's never revealed what it actually no. is. Uh-uh. Still to this day. Hmm. Which is badass. It's a kept secret. Of that. I wonder if he's like, yeah, it was nothing. There's nothing in there. It's just a lie. It, it's a lie. I mean, obviously it is, but... Yeah. I think it would be cool if they somehow said it was something from Reservoir Dogs. Because it's... Like, obviously you can't have the same actors in it that were in that movie like Tim Roth right yeah different character but it still fits because you could still kind of tie like it's it's like an uh, easter egg basically well also Vincent I'm pretty sure uh, Vincent Vega's brother is in Reservoir Dogs hmm I think I might be getting a little a little crazy here now (laughs) But I think that's like a theory because just, ah, Michael Madsen maybe is his. Who's he play in Reservoir Dogs? Who? Michael Madsen. Can we look that up? We can. Because I'm actually kind of curious about this one. Reservoir Dogs came out in 1992 and ironically had Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth, Chris Penn, Steve Buscemi, Lawrence Tierney, Michael Madsen, Tarantino, Edward Bunker. Okay. Anyway, so we're looking up for... Who Michael Madsen played? Mr. Blonde as in Vic. Vic Vega. So getting back to the the movie at hand, I like the uh, explanation about the Royale with cheese. You ever have one? Uh, Royale with cheese? Yeah. I haven't, actually. I forget the name of the restaurant that I went to. What? Marlowe's Tavern. That's uh, over here, right? Yeah. In Winter Park? Yup. That's the one. Okay. That's, yep. that's the place. Yup. They have a Royale cheese. Legit. Yeah. I've, I don't know why I haven't had it. Funny story. I, 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 don't, I don't think you were, you know, you weren't with us at the time at the place that won't be named. Oh, no, I was not. That so, was, that was, uh, that was post. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was. That was AC after Carlisle. Yeah. That was, I don't know. I don't know if it was WWE era yet. Mm. Anyway, 
Yes, this place this, has it's a sixteen dollar. Yeah, it's the sixteen dollar burger with Royale with fries. cheese. Listen, <laughs> so there there was a guy that was working with us temporarily, and the night before, he he took us out to this little oh, Spanish place, and we got obliterated because he che- he kept buying oh us God. tequila, like top shelf tequila, and pass. Yeah, and uh, I, I had a hangover like the next day, and nope. of course I come waltzing into work and i'm like dude you're lucky i'm here because i just wanted to stay home and sleep and so i remember that day being a struggle and i'm like dude when are we going to work when are we going to uh lunch so we finally did and then and then we went to went to marlo's yeah can i just tell you how incredible that burger was royale with cheese and and then the thought came to me and i'm like Pulp Fiction. If I was just in Pulp Fiction right now, this would be amazing. But Big Kahuna Burger. Big Kahuna. What you got in that drink? Big Kahuna Burger. That's that Hawaiian burger joint. Sprite. Sprite. Can I have a sip? Do you mind if I have a delicious taste of your beverage to wash down my burger? And then proceeds to drink his entire, entire soda. Cup. I mean, look. he's. He, they he know just, why they're there. Yeah. I mean, they know that they're going to kill him off. Might as well just drink his drink. Yeah, because then because then he flips the table, right? So that 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 drink would have gotten spilt. Yeah, and you don't want to let that you know, good drink go to go to waste. Uh, it was Sprite. I'm good. Well, I know, but he was probably thirsty. It's also principle, like you know, you're not telling us what I need, need to know, so I'm gonna drink a drink. Um, I drink your milkshake. That is a movie we'll get to. That's for <laughs> sure. DDL um, baby. There. Let me let me ask this. Would you say that's your favorite? scene in the entire movie is that that but then when it comes back to that scene yes oh where it picks back up with marvin yeah yeah Yeah, that's true like (laughs) that 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 scene so once again this movie is non-linear so it jumps around a lot so that scene is not finished until like the second to last yeah like scene oh yeah towards the the end before the diner right around an hour left that's how that's how they end up in those clothes yep 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 and because then it, it jumps to the uh, the dining scene. Oh, no, sorry. It jumps to the, you know, whole Uma Thurman scene when when, when Vincent spends time with uh, after Mia, Mia. After he swings by the... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, heroin dealer. What's his face? Um, Good old heroin. Lance. 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 What a name. Yeah. Lance just sounds like a drug dealer name. Yeah. Lance. Until you think Sorry. of Lance Armstrong. I mean, he did drugs. He did do drugs. He Damn. did drugs. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he did do drugs. Okay. So. I'm sold. Yeah. You know, hey, li- listen, if you're listening to this and your name is Lance. Sorry. We don't yeah. know you. Don't know you, but hey, if you are a drug dealer, maybe maybe shape up your life a little bit. And if or, you're not, you know, if you don't, don't just, you know, uh, stay out of trouble, I guess. Yeah. And, and by drugs, we mean like heroin. Yeah. Don't meth. do heroin. Don't that's do that. For sure. Don't do that. That's that's just not. Oh, good. man. Oh, yeah. Thinking about a different scene in the movie. And because it's it's that scene oh. where where he where he he shoots up. Yeah. And he's just driving in his, do, in his do, car. Do, 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 do. And I'm like, oh, he's man. just cruising. Yeah. Cruising just high as a kite. Man was blitzed yeah he was just 
gone, living living life, thinking he's flying and he's just driving. And then he gets to Mrs. Gets to Wallace's Mrs. Wallace. House. Make yourself a drink. Go make yourself a drink and I'll be down in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Love it. It was kind of creepy though. When she's just watching him. I love it. And that's when he we get, <laughs> get the gif. When, we get the best one of all time. When when, when Vincent the speaker walks, on the walks wall. in. And he just looks around. With his, Can't find it. There's a... Uh, his jacket over his arm and just looks left to right. Confused. I love that. We, we talked about this. That's yeah. one of my all time favorite gifts. Yep. Ever. Love it. You can use that to so many occasions. I wish I- iOS was able to allow pinned gifts. Tweet. Like, like that you would just, oh, like yeah, yeah. You, you, you would have like on the ready. Oh, you can just boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Like it's permanently on like your clipboard. Exactly. And you could just paste it. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Instead of having to search for it every time. Stupid. Rapid release some. Come on, Apple. Get with the program here. Idiots. I just I just gave you a good a good thing to use because people will, will take advantage of that. that That's was, true. That is a feature. You heard it here first. Yep. <laughs> and the whole the whole diner scene though was was pretty cool because I love that. We scene. were saying like there there aren't really any places like that, but I mean there there are, but they're just yeah. So there's there's probably a few you know a lot that are just so rare. scattered. Yeah, that in this movie this place is a hub. Yeah, you know, and um, it, it's cool because the 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 tables are basically like old cars that you literally. It's a fifties you 50s know themed diner. place, so it's awesome. There is a fifties diner called um, I think it was called Ellie's Diner down in South Florida and Delray beach. That was pretty dope. Had a, okay. had a similar feel to it like that. Yeah. But obviously not like cool cars that you would get into and out of, but had the same, the same look, the same vibe, same music and everything. Yeah. Yep. They actually had like an old jukebox in there, Love that. which is awesome. I played all, I, it had a ton of old music, of course. So I think they finally, the, the two owners, I guess retired recently. Boo. And just, yeah, you know. Boo. So, that sucks. Maybe someone should open up another 50s diner and just... It'd be dope. Yeah, this just, place is awesome. St- or just like an... I don't know, just style it after Pulp Fiction. Jack Rabbit Slims. Yeah. Um, don't be a... But there's there's a lot of good moments in that scene alone, especially like the chemistry between John Travolta and, and Uma Thurman, where it's just pure silence. And then she says, and she talks about sharing this comfortable silence. That's when you know you found somebody really special. And you can just shut the f- up for a minute, comfortably share silence. Love it. You know, and honestly, I said it. I, I said during it the, during that during that scene, right before it popped up, and probably during, and I believe right after. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Um, just one of my favorite quotes from the movie is all just, uh, you know. Geeking out a little bit. She's like, I'm going to go powder my nose. <laughs> and, and Does a fat line of Coke. But the funny thing about that scene is she's sitting there powdering her nose and there's like five other women around her. All just like piled next to her, actually powdering their noses and probably doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Putting blush on, all that stuff. Doing mascara, Coke. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they're totally oblivious as to what she's doing. And then she just does her business and, and then leaves. And then she's like, you know what I love doing? When I come out of the bathroom and there's just food right there. Yep. And then to when he's like, that's a $5 shake. Did you just order a $5 shake? He's like, can I have a sip? Yummy. You think I can have a sip of that? She's like, I don't have cooties. He's like, but what if I do? And she's but like, what if I do? 
I love it. I love that he actually wrote in cooties. Cooties. And then he proceeds to, to drink it and he goes, damn. Damn, that's a good milkshake. And ironically, when uh, we were watching that, I wanted a milkshake at that moment. Milkshakes are good if they're done right. Especially like from a from that place like that. Place yeah. like that, yeah. Like a Jack guy. Rabbit Slims, I believe is what it was called. Yeah, I think so. So the, all that, obviously, they, they dance. Great dance. Oh. Chuck Berry. Love that song. It if it, I don't think you can probably get a, a Chuck Berry clip, in, clip there. in there. Probably not. Maybe. We'll see. If you're listening and you hear a Chuck Berry clip, then you know I was successful. Nice. If not, it. well, then. Then, then we just sound stupid right yeah. now. Yeah. You just laugh at us. <laughs> but that was a, that's another iconic scene that's been yeah. parodied numerous times. Right? Yep. And again, that's just more tipping the hat to Mr. QT, like <laughs> a fifties uh, dance off. What was it? A twist off? I think twist. Is what it was. Yeah. And they I'm they leave with the trophy. Yeah, because the scene just fades out, and then it gets it goes into the next scene at the Wallaces, and <laughs> yeah, I love those moves. I know. And then you just see well, the funny thing is they're both like high as. Dude, they're both, yeah, and they're, they're just, just like, whacked out of their minds, and they're just <laughs> dancing, and they proceed to win. Yeah. Right? And so they, you see that she has the trophy, and she puts it up behind the uh, the tape player, and <laughs> I got to go take a piss. That's too much information. I'm going to take a piss. That's a little bit more information than I needed, Vince, but go right ahead. <laughs> he, he was like, I got to take a shit. I got to go, I got to take a piss. I got <laughs> yeah, the way the way he just delivers it is just oh, John Travolta, man. I, he, that wasn't his real hair, right? That was his, that was a wig, or did he grow his hair out? I don't remember. I don't remember. I wasn't technically alive yet when the movie came out. <laughs> hey, you were um, but a thought. Uh, probably not even. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I have no clue. Oh, wait. Oh, what? Is, okay, so this might blow your mind. So reading about John Travolta as Vincent Vega, ready for this? Yeah. So it's Jules' partner in crime working for Marcellus Wallace. The Tarantino cast Travolta in Pulp Fiction because huh? Michael Madsen, who played Vic Vega... He nailed it. In Reservoir Dogs chose to appear in Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Costner's Wyatt Earp instead. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. Man, that was that was cool. Yeah. Ain't nice. That, ain't that something. I love that. Madsen has since expressed regret over his decision. <laughs> I don't blame him. You know what's also interesting? So... Good old Harvey Weinstein. Oh, boo. Scumbag. God, I hate that. He pushed for Daniel Day-Lewis for that part instead. He would have declined it anyway. Yeah, because the Travolta accepted uh, a lower <laughs> offer. But the thing is, is that the film's success and his Academy Award nomination for Best Actor, like you were saying, I told you. revitalized Travolta's yeah. career because he was just dead. He was and that's why he probably accepted it for a lower, lower rate. And... Daniel Day Lewis being Daniel Day Lewis, it's just like, no, I've got, I've got a tier of what I accept and what I don't accept. So, yep, you know, 
Only gold with him. I imagine Daniel, I know I don't get a little off topic here, but when Daniel Day-Lewis reads a script, I wonder what goes through his mind. If he just knows that the performance that I'll give won't get me an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, I think he has the most, or is like tied with the most. He has so Oscars. many. Like, and that's just that's just Oscars. I mean, no one blames him for. I mean, I blame him for retiring because I just want to keep seeing him. In Wait, you retired? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think, not cool. I think Lincoln was his last movie. If I'm that's, not mistaken, no, it the Phantom Thread or whatever it was called was his last movie. I mean, well, Lincoln was the last one that he. Yeah, that's right. Phantom Thread was his last movie. But Lincoln was the last one that gave him an Oscar. The hardware. He's probably like, you know what? I didn't win one for Phantom Thread. I'm out. Peace. I'm done. <laughs> but he's not old, though, man. That's that's what that's what <laughs> out, dude. He's <laughs> five right now. He's chilling. He's 65, man. He could just come back. He could come back. What if he came back and like and quit in Tarantino's last movie and got another got another Oscar? What a f- legend he would be. I mean, he, he already is, but... It'd be like Jordan coming back into the NBA and winning another three. <laughs> or just even one. Yeah. And he would, the amount of trash talk that he would just hand out on a... On a How many Oscars does he have? Okay, so he has three Oscars. Nice. Three. Not enough. Dude, I mean, he, he could have... He probably could have had more. I'd have to go by and see which ones. Maybe he was up against and didn't win maybe in nominations either way it's still incredible though anywho Anywho. we are back on track yep so an intense scene when vincent's taking a no he's in the uh He's in the bathroom. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. But he, giving himself. Uh, that's right. He, he's, he's he's talking to himself. Oh, he just gotta go. Go back out there. Say you gotta go. Blah blah blah. Have one drink. Leave. And meanwhile, she's wearing his his jacket. Reaches in the pocket and goes, "Ooh," and it's like, "That's not what you think it is, miss." Oh, she f- up hard. And it was like immediate. Dude. She felt that burn. Oh. Oh, painful that, scene to watch honestly so that was one of the scenes to me that was really really rough to watch yeah that's tough and she mistakes it for coke when it's heroin and within seconds probably, seconds five six seconds maybe seven she is having OD-ing. a seizure like an ODing, and you are there i mean you're right there watching Camera's it all happen and you're just like oh it's rough Yep, and, and then he walks out of the bathroom, and she's borderline dead on the floor. Yeah. Oh. Shit. Not to mention, Mia Wallace is the wife of Marcellus Wallace, who is his yeah. boss, who is a feared gangster mm-hmm. in California, where they're at in L.A. or LA. Hollywood. Yeah. Um. So it's a pretty messed up situation. Yeah, not something that you want to be, no, be caught God, no. in, and. Man, he goes and crashes his car into his drug dealer's place, which is hilarious. And then Lance's wife is just like annoying as And Dude, she was annoying. She was. She still annoys me after all these years of watching it. Anyway, he's he finds uh well no, he has an adrenaline shot, right? Yep. And (laughs) he doesn't want to do it, and then he makes 
uh, Vince do it. And you were telling me that they filmed that in reverse. Yeah. The, which I can imagine The why. initial stabbing of a, you know. Yeah. Filmed it in reverse and then put it in. Makes sense to do it that way. But then she wakes up. She's back. She's got a, a three-inch needle sticking out of her chest. Yeah, that needle is enormous. Oh, my God. It freaked me the f*** out. She's just like... <gasps> She looks obviously like a wreck, and oh. the car ride back hilarious. to the place hilarious because she's just <laughs> like, dude. She was. They're just sitting there. She looks like a ghost. She does. I'm she like she just kind of died. A yeah, little bit, you know. So and she's just, and he is so distraught and he exhausted, also, and he also realized that if he doesn't bring her back, he's also dead. Yeah. So, and then when she gets back, and he's like. We gonna talk about this, or what do we what do we do? And, and they obviously agree to keep it a secret. Yep. And we finally get that joke. Yes, the joke that she was uh, mentioning in their uh, dinner date earlier in the so, night. Let's see if I can remember. It's three tomatoes were walking down the street. Mama, Papa, and a and a, and a baby kid, kid, baby baby tomato, and baby starts falling behind. Papa tomato walks back to the the baby tomato. Squeezes it and says, catch up. Squashes it and says, catch up. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a dad joke. It is. It's a total dad joke. It's terrible. I love it, though. But we love it. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if Quentin Tarantino just thought of that joke all by himself. Probably. Let's be real. Well, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm sure he didn't you know, think of it himself, but he definitely wrote it in there. That's Maybe. for sure. Yeah. And then we get a throwback scene, right? We we go back because this is where we start to learn more about Butch. Yep. Who prior was only in one scene. Yep. Where we saw the back of Marcellus Wallace. Yep. They were when when Marcellus was talking to him, and of course that's when we see one scene with with Jules and and wearing different Vince. clothes, even yeah. though it takes place like right at like it's, not in, not in a suit, nope. not, not in suits anymore, and they're. In like weird, they're in like street gym clothes. Yeah, short you know? shorts and flip flops and t shirts. Yeah, and just lounging lounge clothes and and that's the scene we we see with him. But we get I guess it's a cameo with uh, none other than Christopher Walken. Yep, Captain Coons. Love it, dude. Uh, USA. He is awesome. Oh, dude. I mean, yeah. Even in this scene. It's the only scene he's in, right? Yep, it's the only scene. And he delivers a Just, fantastic monologue. That's it. He shows up, says his shit, and leaves. Talks about Butch's father, who was a POW, as, as he was, and talks about this this watch was up your father's ass was up for your five years. Ass for five years. And then it was up his ass for two years. Yep. So that... That watch spent some time, no pun intended, up people's asses, and it was now in Butch's hands. I've calculated that that the watch, the gold watch, because it was a family heirloom. Yeah, yeah, from his great great, great no, great, his great grandfather. Grandfather, yeah. Carrot pocket watches. It was bought by private doughboy Ryan Coolidge on the day he set sail for Paris. This watch has been up more asses than it's been on wrists. Yeah, because his father was, I think, a a Jew in World War One. No, 
Oh, I can't remember now. But he he was a a, a soldier in I think he was a soldier in World War One, and he was gonna die, so he gave his gave this watch to a fisherman to deliver to Butch's dad. Yeah. Um, and then he? Butch's dad, POW, shoved it up his ass, and so on and so on. Viet Cong's, yeah. Yeah. Up asses and... You know. What a great scene, though. Yeah. Gosh, I love that. <laughs> ass watch. Ass watch. Yeah, that's what I put. That's what I wrote down. The, the <laughs> ass watch. <laughs> the golden ass watch. The golden ass watch. Skip ahead, or rather current timeline that goes to... Butch Coolridge. Yep. And cool name, by the way. Yeah. That is, that is a fantastic last name. And his girlfriend, French girlfriend, right? I have no clue. I don't even remember her name. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember her name either. I can't remember. I'm terrible. She, wow. she was kind of annoying. I mean, she forgot the watch. All I give a about was the watch. I should tell you that. She caused some of the most turmoil in this entire movie because she forgot a watch. Yeah. She f***ed up. She had one job. She also asked way too many questions towards the end. Like you have to realize that time is of the essence. Yeah, when he comes back on the on the on the, on the, the chopper, dude's covered in blood. It's on the chopper. <laughs> Pay attention. Where'd you, where'd you get the motorcycle from? It's a chopper, honey. And now come down. What happened to my Honda? I, I crashed your Honda, <laughs> baby. I had to crash your Honda. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, did he ever have to crash that that uh, old. That's such an underrated POS. line in that movie. Dude, it's so great. I'm sorry, baby. I had to crash your Honda. <laughs> Where'd you get the chopper from? From Zed. Where's Zed? Zed? Zed's, Zed's dead, Zed's baby. Dead. <laughs> Zed's dead. What a line. Go, come, go, go. What motorcycle is this? It's a chopper, baby. Whose chopper is this? Zed's. Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. Oh, man. This movie is filled with... Just fantastic lines throughout the entire two great, and a half hours. Great, one, go, great one-liners, great dialogue. Yeah. This, and this is this is why Quentin Tarantino's the man. Yeah. And what's what's great about you know Butch's character too though is he's paid to take a dive as a boxer. Yep. Right. Doesn't do it because he even as Mar, even as Marcella says to not be prideful. He does it anyway because he figures I'll win this fight because I know I can. Yeah. I'll take the money and hightail it out of here and they'll be going because it's, you know, the the early mid nineties and they'll be able to get away. Yeah. They'll be able to get away with yeah. no, no, no problem. So, but it obviously puts them in some, like you said, some turmoil because they had to leave their apartment. They find in like a new you know, place to rent out of, right? And yep. and as they're getting ready to leave, he's just like, "Where's my watch?" And then I love how he just throws the TV across the room. Yeah, and just but rages. He rages, but then he he comes to a moment, and he's just fully composed. Yeah, it's not your fault, honey. It's not your fault. But I'm like, no, it is. And then when he he, he kind of justified, car, like, hey, you had one. Job, get to grab the watch. It's on the kangaroo, and I'm sure many of us have been in that position before, uh, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, and it is hilarious, but also frustrating. Frustrating as, as all hell. 
because he he goes back and everything you know he finds this you know a, a secret well not a secret way in but he he knows the place so he kind of secretly gets in and decides to make some pop tarts but then looks <laughs> to the left and, and finds said this giant, massive Uzi yeah and it's like oh sh- someone's here and then he hears and someone the f- in the toilet look yet again. Yet again, Vincent, Vincent Vega. Vega in the bathroom gets him in, into trouble. Yep. With, with Mia when yep. she when she ODs. Mm-hmm. This time when he dies. Yep. And the diner scene, which we'll get to, which we'll get to. So, it's interesting how Tarantino decided to write that in, like with his character. Well, I guess with there's some thing where it's like I guess people who are either addicted to heroin or like use it a lot Have are constipated, I guess. Oh, interesting. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't know, but, um, I mean, I wouldn't know either, <laughs> but I just, uh, I swear. I suppose I could look it up and see if that is valid. I, I mean, I believe you, but that's, it, it would make sense though, too. In the it's movie. random as <laughs> though. No pun intended. It, it is, but it also fits for the movie. Oh, it fits perfect. So again, you know, just great wall, great, uh, great writing and, he gets blown away, and then it's like, wait, so that's the main character that dies halfway Gone. through the movie. Okay, so we'll see what else happens. Because we don't see how he gets there. No. Either. He shows up. We just know that he, he gets, he, he shows up, but it's, and we and here's the other thing, too. It has to take place before the next scene yep. where, where Marcellus is walking across the road. With a drink and um, some donuts, some donuts in his a box of donuts in his hand, and oh god, what a scene! He, he's so he drives away and he's celebrating. He's like, "All right, we got this." He's, he's singing clean, to the song, and then he just looks clear. ahead, and Marcellus Wallace is walking, and then stops, <laughs> and turns to the car. You mother, f- bam! Gets rocked with the car. Yeah, boy, does he crashes. Ever. Someone said Honda. Yeah. Um, and then it's just downhill after that for about 20 minutes. Yeah, there's like a bunch of civilians looking over Marcellus. Is he dead? And he gets up and, of course, there's there's a few people tending to, to Butch. Who broke his nose, I'm or, pretty sure. Yeah, to, yeah he did because his, his like, nose was all bloody or whatever. And, yep. and, of course, they're all both severely dazed or concussed, essentially. And Marcellus is trying to walk over to him to get him. He has his gun out and he shoots some innocent bystander oh, like in the hip. Oh man, oh that God. like of all places to get shot in the hip, that's just gotta be. And oh. and everyone starts running right because like they're like gun, 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 and of course there's no cell phone, so no one can just get like, oh my God, someone just got shot. Yeah, they had to like run, and no one stayed with her to make sure she everyone didn't, like, left. bleed out. Yeah, so I'm like, well, yeah, I mean that. Was, I don't think she would have. Everyone died from a. a TBD wound, on the girl that got shot in the hip. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a question to ask um, Tarantino. Like, does the girl that gets shot by Marcellus <laughs> die? It's a good, yeah, great question. Random as all hell, and and, and means very little to the, to the overall plot. Very little and nothing are two different things that need to be clear. But at the same, that time, girl meant nothing. Yeah, but at the same time, it's just something that is in the story. Great aim, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he almost he almost got him. Yeah, a, little, a couple feet away, but so he's getting chased, runs into this pawn shop, 
and oh. is about to blast about to blast Marcellus. Marcellus has he's got his foot on his throat. He's about to blast him right in his jaw. And then Buddy behind the counter, he's got a uh, a shoddy. Yup. And he says, "Get you know, get your foot off the blank." Yeah. And uh, it's like, oh well, this is not going to be good. And sure enough, knocks gets, him out. It gets real weird. Yeah, knocks Super him out. Super weird. And then they wake up in the basement and they're sitting in chairs, tied up. Uh, a gimp shows up. I mean, things get weird. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, rape. Yeah, De- well, definitely rape. But what was his name? The guy that shows up in the, the, the I oh no, no oh I, that, that's I, well, Zed. Zed. But no, I don't remember the guy with the, the the shotgun. I don't remember his name. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But yeah. so <laughs> good old Zed. When Zed when Zed comes up and then does, does the eeny meeny miny mo, which is essentially you're picking your own destiny at that point. Yep. You know. So when Marcellus gets picked, and then Butch finds his way out of the rope tie, mm-hmm. and one hitter quitters the gimp. Yep. <laughs> what a weak ass. We hit him once in the jaw and we got knocked out. And then I'm sure he hung there to death. Probably. I care more about the woman that got shot in the hip than the gimp getting and you know, yep. that uh weird outfit, but and then he sneaks and he gets and, and it's that moment too. He 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 has the opportunity to flee yep. for his life. Because he realizes, well, Marcellus, probably done. But what if he got out? I could still be hunted. And he has that realization of if I save his life, yep. he might call off the hit on me. And then I know we'll be good. So he finds that that bat. Nope, not doing it. And then goes downstairs and uh, hits Buddy right in the face. Uh, no, 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 no! It wasn't the. I wasn't the the bat. He it's got katana. It was, it got, yeah, he gets the katana. Yeah, and I love how he just slices him. Slices the one dude, and then Zed realizes what the hell is going on. And after he kind of stabs him again in the gut, little backwards katana stab. And then Marcellus gathers himself, pumps that shotgun, and and shoots Zed right in the stomach. Oh, that was the dick. It might have been the dick. It's somewhere down there. Yeah, I mean, we got a shotgun blast that close was probably both the dick and the stomach. I so, mean, it was. I mean, he was kind of holding that whole area, and it uh, might be his dick. That's what I think it is, because then when he says he's going to call up some, some real gangbangers, and come down. Yo, and Marcellus Wallace, man, listen, that man is terrifying. Yeah, yeah Ving, Ving Rams is a. Uh, is a scary dude that I, you know, again, even in the movie sense, I would not want to piss off. So, no. You hear me talking, hillbilly boy? I ain't through with you by oh. damn sight. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. Yeah, Zed is dead after that point. Zed's dead, baby. <laughs> Zed's dead. And he's like, so what about us? We cool. We cool. I don't know. He, he's like, there ain't no us. Yeah, there, yeah, there ain't no us. We're two things. Number one. 
this stays between me and you. Number two, you get the hell out of out of L.A. Yeah, he's like your your yeah. L.A. privileges are done. Yeah, don't ever don't ever don't ever cool. show your face Peace. again. And when you're gone, you stay gone, or you be gone. Yeah, it's like peace. I'm out. We get, we get, we gotta get the hell out of Dodge. Yep. And then that's when he goes back to his his woman and. They drive off into the sunset. They drive off, in the, yeah, in the sunset, and live uh, happily ever after with his golden ass watch, yep. and uh, his jacket. And that's it on Butch. Yeah, that, that's that's the story of uh, Butch Coolridge. And then we get my Butch favorite Balls. scene, which is where the movie picks back up with Jules and uh, Vincent after they just blasted Brad, um, and they find. Marvin and um but they also uh, I'm sorry someone there was a third person there oh, no, hiding there, in the well, bathroom four technically right? hiding so. in the bathroom with the gun runs yeah. out shoots him shoots at them rather and somehow misses and it ends up becoming uh I love the scene <laughs> yeah ends up becoming some scene where he runs out <clears throat> unloads the entire gun they look at each other they look behind him at the uh, you know the gun the bullet holes in the wall and they shoot him. Slip your mind? Did you forget that someone was in there with a hand cannon? And then they grab Marvin and they're like, let's go. He's like, that was divine intervention. Divine intervention, yep. And, and I, but I love how Jules, the, with Samuel Jackson, the way he handles that whole situation is like, because Vega doesn't. He, he's he doesn't unfazed. It. He's, he's just like, like Okay. He's like, whatever, you know, Weird. he's like, no, I need you to understand. I need you to acknowledge this. this. Yeah. What happened here was a miracle, and I want you to fucking acknowledge it. This is a miracle, an act of God. This is divine intervention. We should be dead. I know we was lucky. No, 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 no. That wasn't luck. Yeah, maybe. This was divine intervention. He goes, yeah. do you see the size of that hand cannon? I think it was bigger than him. Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny because you you look at the bullets like they're literally like there's one in between directly them, yeah and there's one there's two on, on the uh, I think I think the left side of or right if you're looking at the movie but like the left left side of, of Jules yeah God came down from heaven and stopped these motherfucking bullets and it is hilarious what what leads up to the next part because they're, my they're, favorite scene they're still talking about it yeah and, they're and almost they're, arguing at this point in the car and Marvin. Yeah. A hostage, basically, at this point, is just sitting in the back seat. Yeah, and it's I I assume that they would have brought Marvin to Marcellus Marcellus's yeah um at the club and and of course you you see it because Vince had terrible firearm sense like he had zero safety skills because you see his 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 pointer finger. Her trigger finger is literally on the trigger and it's like a bump and then just proceeds to literally blow his brains out yeah all over the garden it's there's, just there's brains in in jules's hair his jerry curls his j- <laughs> yeah. it's it's so funny because they're arguing and it's so and it happens so quick too. yeah and he just turns around and goes marvin what you got to say about all this he's like i don't have an opinion man and i don't even have an opinion well, you gotta have an opinion. I mean, do you think that God came down from heaven and stopped? Oh, what the f- happening? Bam! He's like, ah, oh, man. He said, like, what the f- happened? I'd have shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> oh, oh man. man! 
Oh man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the f you do that? Oh, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. Oh man. See, oh man. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> Like it's not that big of a deal, but it but it is. Oh, it but I, I I hope you get a sound clip for that one. Oh, I'm sure I'll. Uh, I'm, I'm sure so. I'll have a sound clip for that because I, I gotta find one because that 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 again is a continuation of in one of the the best scenes too. Yeah, and and because they gotta find a guy, so then they go to Jimmy. You go to Jimmy. Get old Jimmy, played by Tarantino himself. Yep, and uh, he buys the good coffee, not. The Copy his, his wife buys. Yep. I know how good it is. When Bonnie goes shopping, she buys shit. And because when Bonnie goes to the store, she buys shit. Okay. <laughs> I don't drink. Shit. Don't tell me my coffee's good. I know, I know it's good. Shit. I'm the one who buys it. <laughs> I buy the gourmet expensive stuff because when I drink it, I want to taste it. <laughs> Again, that's just great dialogue. It's fantastic. And the fact that he just gets delivered as well is, is <laughs> so cool. Is on the top. So, uh, but also leads to another fantastic character. Uh, the wolf. The wolf. Mr. Wolf. Yep. Because, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jules calls Marcellus. Marcellus says, says like, I got a guy. I'll handle it. And he goes, like, he goes it's the wolf. Goes, and Jules is like, oh, well, Yeah, he's. Uh, why he's, don't you just tell me you, you were sending him? It was him, whatever. And then. Yeah, he calls him up. He's like, this up. Like, Bonnie's going to come home wild he's like what's bonnie gonna do it's like this is a dire situation man we're freaking out he's like i just need you to say i'm on i'm on the mother <laughs> and then proceeds to say i'm on the mother we'll send the wolf he goes the wolf oh man why don't you just say so okay and then proceeds to we get this just quick scene of he's mr right. wolf sitting on the on the edge on of a bed, bed in yeah. a side room at what looks like a funeral Right, uh, a funeral or uh, a wedding wake. or something a wake, like something, like yeah, I don't know, some formal event, and he's just yeah. jotting down notes. Yeah, and then he looks at his watch and goes, "That's thirty minutes away. I'll be there in 10. And then nine and minutes and thirty seconds later, <laughs> thirty-seven seconds later, he skirt. And I love, I love his car, the old Acura NSX. Oh, God, what a what a what a great car, and. That whole scene, though, too, when he realizes the situation, kind of sees everything, and and then proceeds to tell a gentleman what, what to do. What the hell to do? And Vince, he kind of he back talks a little bit. Hey, I respect you. I just don't like people barking orders at me. That's all. Yeah. And Jules say gives please him this or look. something. He's like, like what? Please. He's like, what? Excuse me. Oh my God, Mr. Wolf is just laying it down, saying, "This is exactly what you guys are going to do. This is exactly what you're going to do, and this is exactly how we're going to get out of the situation, and we're going to be good." And then he Pretty goes with, with Jimmy to go do top. something else, and then he's like, "Please, would be nice." And he's just like, "What? Here's the situation. Okay, yeah. y'all f up. I'm trying to save your asses. Yeah. So, pretty please, with sugar on top, clean the car." So pretty please, with sugar on top, clean the car. And they line the entire car with... Uh, like blankets and yeah, quilts. Like quilts and, and, and everything like sheets that. Sheets and, and stuff like that. And there's like that scene with, with a wolf and, and, and Jimmy talking about it. And Jimmy's all concerned about his wife. And well, wolf convinces him. Yeah, he, he's they're gathering blankets for the to cover up the car. 
Jimmy's like, I can't give this one away. This was given by my my dead aunt and uncle. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and he goes, Well, hey, here's the thing. Like, think of your think of Marcellus Wallace, like your aunt and uncle, and he's a millionaire. So, are you a fan of Oak? And just whips out a stack of cash and just begins to pay him for his uh, his kindness, his cooperation. Yeah, we proceed to see the car lined with quilts and blankets and whatnot. Job well done, yep. Mr. Wolf. Speeds out. Well, they they go to the. They dispose of the car and the body. The car and the body in that junkyard, and he he leaves with. I can't think of the name. Ooh, the daughter of the owner of the junkyard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then he drives off. With let, her? let me rephrase that. He speeds off. Speeds off. Yeah. And then they're like, "You want to go get breakfast? Ah, let's get it." And then they get to the same diner that Pumpkin and Honey Money are in. We see we see the intro become the outro, and we get um, we get the continuation of the scene. And but they're they're still talking. I mean, I, I love I love that scene though too because of of the divine intervention. It it's made Jules literally as a person, just like, reconsider his life. Yeah, he's like rethinking. He's like, I'm about to walk away. I'm about to quit. You know, mm-hmm. and. I wonder if he did quit. Well, you know what's funny is because technically the whole Butch fight happens after that diner, right? Right. Jules, I'm he sorry. Did, oh, he had to have quit because it's Jules because is gone. Only, he's not with Vega yeah. in that scene. And he's not with Vega at the apartment. So Jules literally just went walking. Yep. Until he realized that his purpose was was found again. So but I, 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 dude, his his delivery and his his dialogue in that in that scene was just fantastic. And he's just Vince has a hard time wrapping his head around yeah, it. Yeah, like comprehending what he's saying. Yeah. And for us, like we we understand that. We get it. You know, and that's when he's like, I take. A <laughs> he's like, I take. A and then he Again. just walks out. And then, bam, Pumpkin and Honey Money begin to rob the place. Everyone's freaking out. He's, you know, employees pulled to the, you know, the dining room. And Jules is just chilling. He cooperates. He pulls out his wallet. Yeah, he pulls out his wallet and then And then Pumpkin comes over and gets cocky and says, what's in that briefcase? He's like, sorry, man. I don't know. It's not mine. I can't give it to you. Yep. And he opens it and he shows him. But as soon as he shows him. He's just like, is that what I think it is? And then pulls him, pull, puts the gun to his head, um, and we get this just <laughs> this hilarious scene where um, Honey Bunny's freaking out. She's pointing the gun at Jules. Jules is pointing the gun at Pumpkin, yelling at Honey Bunny, telling her to calm down, and it's just awesome. Tell her to be cool, be cool. Well, and they because they get their names changed because of Jules. Jules starts calling um, Pumpkin. Uh, Ringo, yeah, Ringo and, and um, Yolanda. Yeah, he's like, tell Yolanda to chill out, be cool, be cool, be cool, say, be cool, say it, say it, be cool, be like Fonzie. Yeah, be like, like what's Fonzie? Fonzie? What's Fonzie? Fonzie's cool. cool, 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 cool. Come on, Yolanda, what's Fonzie like? Cool. What? Cool. Correct the moon. And he gives us just great monologue. That's what I'm saying. Like he, the the continuation of of his monologue to to him it's like we're gonna put it down but of course 
Vince is finally comes out of the bathroom and, and you temporarily stirs things up a bit. Yep. But he's like, Vince, put your gun down, put your gun. Down. We're cool. We're cool. We're cool. And then eventually convinces both Yolanda and Ringo to chill, put the guns down. Yep. And then says, take out my wallet. Which one's your wallet? It's the one that says it's bad. bad. <laughs> God. And he pulls out Oof. just once again, another famous shot and a just cool thing about this movie is his wallet that just says bad. bad yep. I love you too, honey bunny. Now I want you to go in that bag and find my wallet. Which one is it? It's the one that says bad. Yep. It was just, just overfilling with cash. Yeah. It was like 1500 bucks in there. Yeah. And he says, take it. It's yours. You Take get, this money instead of me killing you. Yeah. And it's like he's sparing your life. And I, I love because he, he talks about the the, the uh, Bible verse from Ezekiel. Yep. And he says this entire time that he's been thinking like it's you, but he's like, but it's me, but I'm trying not to be like this anymore. Yep. But I'm trying, Ringo. And and then says, you know, go. You guys have more than enough to... Just go on to have a, a good life or whatever it is, right? And and you know, that nice little paycheck. Yep. And and so they do. They 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 take it and leave. And it, it's it's crazy how he de-escalated something where they could have been pretty bloody and pretty I'm brutal sure with how they were handling that. Yeah, because you, you figure Yolanda and Ringo both would have died. Yep. There probably would have been an innocent bystander. Or two that also get sh- would get shot. No, yep. but also when 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 Vincent and Jules have their guns, no one else is kind of like freaking out. They're all just kind of like continuing to be quiet and low to the ground. But then when, right before they they leave, they just both walk like, out. They both like put their guns and like in their like gym shorts or whatever, and just leave. Yeah, just leave. And it ends. And it ends. And that's when obviously we get you know where they where we know where they're going. Yep. But. The whole story is told in such a nonlinear fashion, uh, fashion, and it's just a different way to tell the story, and it's just yeah. cool. Yeah, you know, and obviously we've seen a lot of other movies and TV shows, you know, come out and, and do that, and we we know it works, and because yep. obviously, like the whole point is, if you have a good plot, you will have a great story, for the most part. And obviously, it does help if you have a good director and. Great characters. Yeah, great characters that you know, help the help the whole plot at hand. And there's there's a lot of characterizations and, and, and development. Because you see and you know that Jules is a perfect example who is probably my favorite character the entire entire movie. He's lived this sort of life, mm-hmm. but then he has an epiphany because of something miraculous that's happened and then decides to Change his whole life. life. Whereas on the other hand, someone who didn't ends up dying. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy when you see the two, like just kind of almost mirror yeah, each other. Yeah. And obviously other other people involved with um with Butch and and Marcellus and kind of see the way their lives have sort of turned out. Marcellus yeah. gets raped, Butch you know, you know, is trying to make a living by boxing. Had to, had to take a dive. Doesn't has to flee for his life. Nope. And eventually gets a, a free pass. 
But, but man, did he have to work for that? Yeah, I mean, he literally almost died a couple times. A couple times. So it, it's, you know, a, a, such a great, great, great movie. Cult classic. <sighs> if you haven't seen Coolest it. Coolest movie of all time. It's definitely super, super recommended. You have to watch it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Because there does not exist a, just an overall cooler movie on the planet. So what would you give Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction gets a, a 99 out of 100. <laughs> yeah. Hands down. 99? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't believe a 100 exists. Well. But this 99 Pulp uh, Fiction is quite well deserving of. I mean, I think you could you could give this movie a hundred. I really do. This movie is just—it's got everything: humor. Yeah, it it, it know. really does. I mean, I, I, there's a couple movies that I will give it a ten out of ten to. Yeah. But, um, to me, like I I'm obviously like this isn't my favorite Quentin Tarantino film, yeah. of course, but it's definitely my in my my top my top three favorite movies from from QT. And we'll be covering other QT films, of course. So um, if you've watched his other movies, then you'll just have to wait and see and then hear us talk more about them. That being said, let's look at Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes critically said it's a 92. Boo. That's a little low. I mean, it's high, but that's That's also a little low. That's low. Audience score, 96. So that's kind of like right where, where I am. I'm like I was like at least I, I give it at least a nine point five, at least a ninety five percent. Okay. You know, I mean, I I don't really. It's weird. I, I don't know if I can just say. It's like, I don't know, I don't I don't know what is holding me back from giving it a ten out of ten, because. I think. Continue. I'm sorry. Well, I, I was gonna say because my favorite Tarantino film is Inglorious Bastards. Oh man. <laughs> awesome movie and we we will be touching yes uh, and covering that movie probably this year at some uh, point yes um so stay tuned for that because i remember seeing that movie in the theater and just i was blown away and it became one of my favorite movies of all time oh, best opening sequence in a movie of all time. oh god yes and okay. see that's the thing it's not that this opening scene was weak. It's just like you get the scene and then you don't really, it doesn't come back full circle towards the end. And there's good meaning behind it. There's nothing against it, but it's just, I think the way as a comparison like that, like in glorious bastards is, is told. I like the way it, that story is told better than Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is still told. And, and the plot obviously is fantastic, but like, like, well, I don't want to give my my rating for Inglorious Bastards away right now either. Well, yeah, because we're not talking about Inglorious Bastards. I know. So, but again, like <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go. With, I'll, I I can say it's you know pulp pulp to ninety six. You know, it's I I I don't know what someone would say and give it like a low score for. I mean, that's actually a good good point because I know a lot of people that like this movie a lot. I know a lot of people that love this movie. Um, like it, it could be because of uh, maybe the scenes, right? Yeah. Like that might be tough to watch. Maybe they've, you know, had someone that they know kind of deal with, you know, ODing or you know, be, being an addict, and I, I that, that's totally understandable. 
Yeah. And I, I, it would make sense for it to, you know, be something hard to to watch and, and then like I don't like this. You it's know, pretty and, tough to watch. Yeah. It's pretty hardcore. Or or I mean the I mean the rape scene's not easy either. Yeah. So again, but that's just sort of how uh you know Quentin Tarantino does and just let him do his thing. Like yeah. I said, coolest movie of all time. Yeah, you know, there's there's obviously some uh I mean he's kind of known for the hard the hard R R's. Yeah. And so Oof. But again, that's one of those things where it's totally understandable. But um, yeah, it's still just a what a great movie, what a great movie. So uh, if you have seen Pulp Fiction, which I'm sure quite a few people probably have, especially yeah. if you're if you're old enough, mm-hmm. yeah, or, or if you're like a big film fanatic, a cinematic, <laughs> tweet us or tweet at us rather. And and say what your favorite scene is, maybe maybe um, your favorite shot. Yeah, favorite shot. Oh, that reminds me. One of my favorite shots. I, I I said this last night when when Butch is going back into his old apartment and he takes out his key and he and he's putting oh it in. yeah the, the yeah doorknob. I just love that shot of the doorknob that has all these scratches on it. Yeah, because it shows how many times he's probably come home. And maybe missed, late at night after like fights or whatever, and or maybe drunk at, even, and just missed the doorknob, and it, and it's just scratched. It's like that attention to detail is just there for that reason. Where yep. like the doorknob has a backstory as well. Yeah, you know, like we, you, we were saying, a, a buddy of ours loves a, loves a very brief shot as well. Yep, of, when he's of reaching the, for the hamburger. He's reaching for the royale, and you just yep. you just see it. It's very brief, but it's just that little shot in there means so much for some reason yeah it, it's just it, it it adds to it on so many levels in a in a sense you know agreed and it almost kind of adds a more of a it makes you feel like you're there in it, a way it makes you feel like you're you know, grabbing the sandwich it, and, and eating it or you're reaching and opening the door yourself going into this apartment yeah you know and that's the coolest thing i think about those kinds of shots that's what you know they could be one to two seconds maybe and that's it that's all it needs to be though and but you you it it's it just fits so perfect yeah agreed so yeah tweet at us and say maybe what your favorite scene was shot character um I don't know if you've seen this before, but because Jules is my favorite character from the movie, Samuel Jackson did a, I guess we'll call it a a parody of the character himself, but it was him as a hockey coach. Oh my God. Yeah. You showed that to me. I remember that. I think I might might have him in the past. Yeah. So there's an old hockey player. uh, He's like a Hall of Famer from the Chicago Blackhawks and Detroit Red Wings. His name's Chris Chelios. Look it up on YouTube. You could probably just type in Jules Winfield, the hockey coach. Hockey coach, it'll pop and, up. Yeah, and it's not a long video. It's maybe three to six minutes. The quality is... Top tier. Well, yeah, it, it might be a little, it might look a little old because it is. It is. But but the again, it, it's, it's his character as a hockey coach. And he he uses some, the same lines like the, like when they're playing a game, he's uh he's like he does the whole Ezekiel Bible quote yeah, and just to like scare the other, intimidate the other team and and uh, 
he uh, is teaching how, them how to fight and everything. It, it is, is he, he, like Chris Chiller says something like, I guess I just outgrew him. And he's like, outgrew me? Outgrew me? And he's like, <laughs> he says something like, say, let, let that say it to my face uh, one more time <laughs> if it wasn't for me he would have never played hockey it's something along those lines it's it is fantastic it, and again that's just you don't really see a lot of characters do that or a lot of actors do that sort of thing with their previous characters a couple yeah. of people have done that like like will ferrell does that will do it or has done it from time to time with yeah with ron burgundy uh, and doing like an anchored role and and uh but it, it's just great and again just goes to show the type of characters that Quentin Tarantino thinks up and writes. Yeah. And I mean, whenever a, a Quentin Tarantino movie comes out, it is usually and widely and highly regarded to watch. Yup. So definitely uh, a great movie. And if you again, if you haven't seen it, go see it now. I will say it's not on any streaming services, which is <laughs> kind of crap for some reason. Oh, relax, man. Just go get it. Movie yeah. rocks. I'm just saying, I'm just saying if you're trying to watch it and you, it's not on any sort of streaming services at, at this date on uh, February 4th, 2023. Yeah. So it's like maybe three bucks to rent or it's like, you know, 15, 16 it's, bucks to buy, but it's well worth it. But yeah, but well worth it. You know, just buy like the high def or 4k version, you know, or, or if you're a collector, that would definitely be one to collect on, you know, like 4K format. So, but um, yeah, I think that'll, I think that'll about do it. So again, it's probably best to stop because I could talk about the movie and how much I love it for another three more hours, probably. Yeah, I, I think it's again, it's one of those movies where we could we could dissect it quite a bit. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a couple other fun facts. I guess maybe we'll all throw in here that I, I saw. So. Uh, about certain characters that is so we'll say um with uma thurman who plays mia wallace uh miramax who i guess uh what produced the movie yeah miramax studios right yeah they they favored holly hunter or meg ryan at the time interesting which you know again i'm kind of glad that uh uh, it didn't everything didn't happens happen. for a reason yeah you know? no for sure you know and um with tim roth being uh, ringo and pumpkin um uh the head of tristar preferred johnny Det or christian slater for that role wasn't christian slater in true romance uh i think so i think so yeah it Maybe not. I can't remember off the top of my head, but but that would was I like I like Christian Slater and obviously I love Johnny Depp, but for it, this I don't think I I don't think either one of them would have done that role, not justice, but just it's something about Tim Roth as well as an actor. He's f- awesome. Yeah, he just love him. He just he's a abomination in uh, the mcu oh my god he is i forgot about that you know so but yeah it's interesting to see how you know early early development 
goes with movies, right? Like even even here, apparently Tarantino contemplated casting Roth as Vincent and Gary Oldman as Jules as two English guys. That would have been interesting. Which that would have been kind of interesting with just them using like you know their their British fat guy Richie. It, yeah, it is. It it really is. Um, so yeah, man, that would have been that would have been very. <sighs> Man, this movie is just incredible. I don't know how I would have felt if they would have. Uh, I probably wouldn't have liked. Who am I kidding? I probably would have liked it as much. Let's be real. Well, it's just the fact that it just goes to show you how different things could have been. Could have been. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, well, we hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast episode. And more importantly, we hope you enjoyed. And have always enjoyed watching Pulp Fiction because it is a fantastic movie. Yes. A piece of art. And uh, again, yeah, tweet at us with your thoughts about the movie if you want. And uh, we'll we'll gladly reply. Yes. So, until next time, um, the new Monday movie is going to be oh, yeah. Wakanda Forever, which is now on Disney Plus that you can watch and stream. So... Uh, that'll be cool to... Which, honestly, at this point, you know, most people have seen it. <clears throat> Ahem. I actually haven't, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, terrible MCU fan, but looking forward to it. Good movie. I loved it. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, no. I mean, there's certain things I know of the movie. As far as the throwback movie, though, we'll 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 think about it over the weekend. Kind of, kind of... Oh, actually, I do have a, a movie in mind. I don't know if it'll be next week or the... Week after Austin, I I, that's right. I, did. I don't know. We'll see. I know some people would love to see it because it it, it kind of ties into some other big yeah. Event if happening. you really if you really reach for it, if you really reach for it, you know you In, can make but you comparisons. Know, but you know why it would be good though? Yeah, but I don't care because Forty <laughs> er fans threw a Forty er flag over the statue. Oh really? Yes. That was ballsy. And decided to get their ass handed to. So, karma? Obviously, we're talking about Rocky at this point, yeah. as you guys should have known. But if you guys have any um, recommendations of throwback, flashback movies that you think we should yeah, like, uh, review means, and talk tweets, about. Tweet some stuff at us. I mean, there's there's a ton, you know, and and we, we were, we've been kind of deciding as like to what constitutes a, a throwback movie like how far back do we go? Do we limit it at like, nothing earlier than 2010? You know, so it has to be at least maybe a decade old. If you have any recommendations, by all means. I mean, we have a ton already I mean, kind of like thinking about. But I think in terms of where we cut things off at, you know, like anything that comes before 2010, maybe we'll, we'll definitely do. I'm talking before 2000, honestly. But but the thing is, though, is like there's certain movies that we that we wouldn't be able to do. Like Tropic Thunder would be one of them. Ah man, Tropic Thunder is such a great movie too. You're what right. if it's like at least at well at if least, we're ta- if we're talking about throwbacks, then what if we say like at least 15 years? Um, I mean maybe because if you think about it, when people like will post stuff on like Instagram, like as like a Throwback Thursday sort of thing. Like, especially like in the gym, like gym era, right? Like people like post like progress pics, like throwback Thursday when I was like super, you know, 
overweight or uh, like super skinny and now I've gained a lot of mass or lost a little weight sort of thing. It might, they might show like 10 years, 15 years, stuff like that. Maybe. Huh? So maybe, maybe the audience can also answer this and say like, Hey, well maybe if it's anything from, I don't know, 2008 forward or, or backwards. I don't know. Like I said, throwbacks, you know, I mean, there's a ton of throwbacks that we can do, of course, but there's also tons of movies that we can do after said throwbacks. You know what I mean? Like Tropic Thunder and uh, the Dark Knight. That's what I'm saying. Like Dark Knight so, is 07. So like that was 08. Was it? Was it? Yes. Okay. Well, it was 08. God. Late 2000s. I guess we wouldn't be able to do Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yeah. That was what? That was 2012, right? <clears throat> 2011. Something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, was it 2012? I think so. 2012. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Cause I was already, yeah. Cause I had moved. Okay. So, well, uh, you know, I mean, I just had, I have a, you know, Pulp Fiction list pulled up here, but other movies that we could definitely do like seven. Oh, definitely have to do full metal jacket, full metal jacket, <laughs> man. Do I love talking about a Stanley Kubrick movie. Sound to the lambs. Oh, yeah, what we should do is reserve, we'll reserve the month of October. Halloween movies for Halloween movies and horror movies only. Yeah, down for that. And and maybe what we'll do too is depending on if there aren't any new movies, maybe we'll just kind of fill in the blank with another like Halloween movie. That'd be dope. That that's like maybe I don't know, maybe recently released or something like that. Yeah. But um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Clearly, we don't know anything about yeah, what's going on, so we're gonna find out as you guys find out, which is pretty exciting. So yeah. Love that. I kind of like the sporadicness of it too, because it uh, it makes things a little interesting for us in timing and everything like that. So, but again, if any sort of recommendations, at least allows us to kind of think about things. And um, I think we do have some movies sort of planned out for other timelines or time time and dates. But you'll see those when they come out. So until then, this has been uh, Nick and Austin on the Plot Strikes Back, and uh, we will. See you guys on the Monday release. Peace. Cheers.